You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar Sinai. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. From now on, I am not Robert Clapper. I want you to call me Smokey. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Dr. Smokey Clapper. That's the greatest. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I'm so excited to talk to my guest, Steve Richmond from the Milwaukee Tool Company. Steve, I know how busy you are. I can't thank you enough. This is a highlight in my 10 years of being on the radio to be able to talk to you. Thanks for making time to be with us. Dr. Clapper, hey, excited to be here today. Uh, All (laughs) my friends on the West Coast, my brother in L.A., they've been talking about you for years, years. Absolutely ecstatic to be on the phone with you. (laughs) I would love to hear first your story to become the head of the greatest tool company in the world how does that happen? Take us through your journey. Who inspired you? What did your dad do for a living? You're, you went to college at UCLA. Take us through the Steve Richmond story. Uh, you know, real quickly, I, I grew up in the Valley, grew up in Granada Hills, uh, older brother, older sister. My dad ran a dry cleaning store in, uh, in wow. Watts and uh, grew up through that experience and uh, was fortunate enough to be able to go to UCLA. Wow. My way uh, uh, through the the school there and uh, was able to meet my wife there and uh, left there uh, during the recession, 82 and 83, Mm -hmm. and uh, made a decision uh, to go to work for a tool company, Black & Decker back in then. Now, wow. I, my dad was uh, did not understand how to use a tool. Every time he picked up a tool, he broke something in the house. <laughs> no capabilities there. And I followed in his footsteps. So I was just like that. Uh, but the, the opportunity with Black & Decker was I wanted to go into marketing. I had a great prof at UCLA who uh, taught me a lot. And from there, uh, ended up moving out to the East Coast and working for Black & Decker in the early years of B&D and working a couple of turnarounds for a power tool accessory business and a, and a tool business, and then continued in hardware and home improvement and industrial electrical and plumbing and all those channels of distribution and with those users over the past 30-plus years. Uh, and as we had our kids, we moved around a lot, and then we, uh, Jan and I decided to stay in Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was a, a CEO of a ladder company at that point of time, Werner Ladder. And what came about was uh, – some acquisitions had acquired, some people had acquired Milwaukee Tool. And here you had this brand. If you can imagine the brand of the early uh, 1900s, a brand that was revolutionary at that point in time. You talked about game-changing. Well, post-World War II, think about this, this company that changed mm-hmm. the lives of mechanical contractors and plumbers and electricians by inventing and creating new products that drove productivity and safety on the job. Now, mm-hmm. these products were like right-angle drills. They were whole hogs. They were clearly the sawzall and the sawzall blades. And they were best in class. They had changed the game. Mm. You know what happens with a lot of other companies? Uh, they fell asleep. And they were disrupted by everybody else. Black & Decker had to launch a new brand called DeWalt. Bosch entered the, uh, the U.S. market. Makita entered the market. And here you had this company, Milwaukee Tool, that was $450 million in revenue for 20-plus mm. years while every other company was growing and flourishing in tools, accessories, et cetera. And uh, when I had the opportunity to join and, and help bring a, a, a new team together at Milwaukee, uh, it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity in my career. Mm. 
Do you, do you have as part of your advisory team, any of the designers or creative people that were there at the company for 40 years? Do you, do you have any people who really anchor the roots of the company? That's really what I'm most interested in is the guy who comes to work who invents the post-it, the guy who comes to work who invents the Sony Walkman, to have those folks who were there, I won't say in the beginning because nobody's that old, but do you have connections to people from the company that go way back? You know, it was interesting. When, we, uh, when I joined and we brought a lot of people in from competitive companies and other companies, you know, it was your classical turnaround. You had people that were excited about changing the game, and those were great engineers. We had a guy named Dave Selby who was our senior uh, engineering uh, leader. And Dave had been around the block and was the most frustrated man on earth. He's recently retired. But Dave mm -hmm. was so frustrated. And the reason he was frustrated is because engineering team had great ideas, great concepts. They had just created using lithium technology and got global and U.S. patents on the technology itself to be able to use in power tools. And there were no marketing department, no one to really understand the user and develop that. So we mm -hmm. took these great experts in engineering, and then we, uh, we recruited great marketeers from around many different industries, started a pipeline out of colleges throughout uh, the, the globe to be able to bring in. And that combination of old and new uh, brought us to the promised land and really it changed the journey. But the, the one key, Dr. Clever, you talked about game changing. You know, our philosophy really was driven around a philosophy called disruptive innovation. And mm. that, that philosophy, the roots of that, was really mm. Clayton Christensen, the Harvard prof. And uh, Clayton, many years ago, before he died at the beginning of this year, said that the speed of change in technology today, the speed of change in company, is going to change the game so quickly that if you don't disrupt yourself and disrupt markets, then you're going to be disrupted. And, mm. you know, if you look at Blockbuster and Netflix, great example, Blockbuster, high to their stock, they viewed no other competition. And you had a company like Netflix who viewed themselves as an entertainment company and changed the game and their philosophy and their viewpoint across the board. For us, it was the same thing. It was, hmm. how are we going to be partners with the trade? How are we going to be partners with the mechanical end user, the electrical end user, the plumbing end user, the utility end user, the remodeler, and understand what they do from the time they wake up in the morning to the time they go to bed at night? And that was our marketing teams and our designers and our job site solution teams. Hmm. All of those people gave us the opportunity to understand the pain points, the pain points that they saw on the job site, and allowed us to go from this $450 million company that we were 13 years ago to we'll be close to $5 billion this year and for over 11 straight years growing 20% per year.